Thank you once again for tuning into the Psychedelic Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Marie, and this is part two of our May episodes to come for Spooktober. Tonight, Rob and I do our follow-up to the prior episode with Chris and Don. If you haven't checked it out, it's a must-listen. Okay, what's up, Rob? You're sitting right next to me. We are missing Chris and Dawn. Make sure you do go check out that episode. It's super spooky. So I guess we're doing a follow-up of what they did, which is our own personal experiences with supernatural things as it relates to Halloween. It does relate to Halloween. It's absolutely correct. Well, not all paranormal things relate to Halloween. True, but... (laughs) It's spooky, and we are the Psychedelic Podcast, and we want to thank Steve Joyner, the SJ Network. We have some really crazy, awesome celebrity people coming on to do some live streams, and a lot of good content coming out of this month. Steve, you're the man. Yes. Artie Hoffman, our sponsor, is also the man. Visit ArtieHoffman.com. You can get a reading from him if you're into that kind of stuff. Mm great time of year for that type of seasonal vibe of getting a reading (laughs) in October. Perfect time. Okay. That sentence could have been shortened a lot. That's okay. We're going to start this off with a little bit of a quiz. Some of the questions are pretty easy. Most of you should get them right if you're Halloween lovers. Number one, Rob. According to some beliefs, what's the original name for Halloween? Is it the Devil's Night, Samhain, Satan's Night, or Tuesday? Tuesday. Ruby Tuesdays. Nah, uh, it's either the Devil's Night or Satan's Night. I'm more inclined to go with the Devil's Night just because Satan's a little more extreme. Okay. It's Uh actually Samhain. Yeah. What? Yes. 74% of people knew that. You were part of the... There's no way 74% of people knew that. Well, they did. I've never heard that before. Well, they're... People either think I'm really stupid or they're like, yeah, I don't know what that is. Some people are definitely going to not know what that is. I feel like I've never... How would I have never heard that word before? (laughs) That's the original name for it. I thought it was Hollow's Eve. All Hallows Eve. I mean, Sam Hain, though, is the original name. The original, original. What animal other than a cat is associated with the witch? This, I'm sure you can just... I I mean, you don't even have to say the choice is the bat. Yes, it is. I know that resembles a vampire and a witch. Okay. Where did the witch trials of New England take place? Boston, Massachusetts, Providence, Rhode Island, or Augusta... What is M-E? Is that Maine? Or Salem, Massachusetts. Which one? You got me caught up on that. M-E. <laughs> I think it's Maine. I don't know. M-E. I think it has... Memphis. <laughs> oh, Augusta is... Georgia. Maine. Is Maine. I didn't know. I didn't know Maine was M-E. That's I didn't an... either, but it has to be. That's um, cool. But yeah, obviously this one's Salem, Massachusetts, because I know this because of the movie Salem's Lot that I watched as a kid on TNT. Okay. <laughs> Sponsor us, TNT. What country are mummies most associated with? Australia, Egypt, or Italy or Japan? Definitely Egypt. Definitely Egypt. Fill in the blank. Revenge upon whoever opens the blank. 
of a mummy. Ooh, the uh, the tomb robbers, uh, the tomb of a mummy. I was gonna say sarcophagus at first, but that is the specific thing that they're put in. The whole entirety of the room is the tomb, so I know it's tomb and from Tomb Raider. Oh, okay. That 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 gives me a good inkling of what the answer is. Okay, how do you kill a vampire? A cross, garlic, stake through the heart, or a kiss? Everything but a kiss, I thought, but... How do you know what they like? They like a good bloody kiss, I guess, but <laughs> a cross makes them burn, garlic makes them burn, a stake through the heart is what's going to kill them. Oh, yes, for sure. And just for context, 92% of people knew that. Mm, okay. That's, everybody knows that. Good job, general population. <laughs> when can werewolves such as yourself come out... <laughs> During a full moon, dark nights, Halloween night, when a child dies? I don't like that one. Well, before I answer, I just tried to give myself a quick, really quick haircut before this recording. He has a mullet. I just gave myself a six all around just to start. Like, I'm going to continue from there. But I don't so much look like a werewolf anymore as I do... uh, What's his name? What's his name? I don't know, but you got... Oh, Elijah Wood. Oh, yeah. I look like Elijah Wood right now. <laughs> like a, a Spanish Elijah Wood. A Spanish Elijah Wood, yeah. A full moon is when werewolves come out. Yes, so you'll be coming out pretty soon. Mm. <laughs> Two areas mm-hmm. of the world are particularly associated with the zombie myth. One is Africa. What is the other country on the island of Hispaniola? Hispaniola. It's one um, word. Colombia. It's actually Haiti. I don't need, I just said whatever. Only, <laughs> I actually said Colombia. I don't know why, because it's not on the island of Hisp- Hispaniola. I read that wrong, but only 46% of well, people got that right. So I read okay. it right, and I just said Colombia still. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> why do zombies often wear chains? They're slaves. They don't wear chains. The devil owns them, or they keep them from becoming human. Wow, this is a very intricate zombie question. I've never, never really examined why they wear chains. I would say, does the devil own them? I don't know. I feel like they just do their own thing. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't say they never wear chains because I've seen it. They could be slaves, but who's slaves? The devil owns them. Okay, let's see. That'd be the only rational thing. They are slaves. They wear chains because they're slaves of their evil masters. They've brought them to life using magic. So who are their masters? I thought they were just... Magicians. I thought they were independent workers. Evil evil (laughs) magicians, I guess. Okay. On which continent did the stories of vampires originate? This is an easy one. America, Asia, Europe, or Africa? It's not easy for me. Uh, Is it it Africa because of like voodoo stuff? I don't know. Well, they're not vampires. It is Europe. Oh, duh. Freaking Dracula's European. That was so stupid. You're part of the 19% that did not get that right. Congratulations. I feel like an idiot. I'm really bad with Halloween-related things and spirits, and we'll see if I can even make this topic interesting. Okay. Well, let's start it off with something interesting. I remember when I was a child, I was about... Five or six years old, my mom was standing in the archway of my room, and I was really thirsty, and I called out to her, and she stood there. She was just a figure. It looked exactly like her, 
and I was really tired. I called out. I'm like, mom, can I get some water? And I say it about 15 times because when you're a kid, that's what you do. So you told this story in the sleep deprived episode. Oh, okay. Let me go on to a different story. No, you could still tell it. No, no, no. Okay, when I was living in the Philippines, I lived in a very haunted house. They say it was, there's actually a treasure buried underneath it. And a woman, a girl actually, they say she had a third eye open, would go into the house. But she was so scared to go there because she saw a spirit in the bathroom, which I had always avoided as a child. Did you know her, the third eye open girl? I did not because this was around the time I wasn't even born yet. It's a story my mom told me. It's a true story. Yeah. My family all... A recent folklore in the family. Yes. Well, there's a lot. Before you were born, right? Yeah, there's all kinds of folklore within my family because I I think there's a very, very strong correlation with Catholicism and being able to see spirits. And this is the craziest story that I have. And I have a lot. I was sitting on the couch and in the Philippines, they have brownouts. I was just informed that they have them here too. I didn't know. So it's a partial electricity outage in the house so i was sitting on the couch with my aunt and i saw a blur of white fly down the stairs and the door kind of slammed in the back which i saw the blur go there's only three stairs i head up the stairs my aunt saw this too to flick off the lights because like i said it was electricity outage and i just wanted to make sure that nobody would get electrocuted touching it later i start up the stairs and I notice all of the switches are down. Then I hear water pumping in the backyard. Later on, I go out. Nobody else was home. It was just my aunt and I and there's concrete blocks all around the backyard. It was a chicken farm and there's barbed wire and everything. There was water all over the ground. The water pumping I heard really happened, but it was nobody in my family that did it. I think it was that spirit because who else could have done that? It was, it's not the kind of water pump like here in America. It's a third world country. You hand pump it out of the ground and it's really hard because I've done it before. I can tell you that. Yeah. I mean, especially if there was a a white orb of light ricocheting around the house. Oh, it it was a human sized white blur. That's crazy. Was it, it wasn't like a ball. It was in the shape of a human. It wasn't even the shape of a human, but it was the size of a human. It was an amoeba. It was like a ghostly white blur. No, no facial features. But it was floating and flying and bouncing off the shit. Fast. Yes. It went straight from the area that the girl with the third eye was scared of, that we would always feel cold hands touching us, Mm. my whole family, from that room, that bathroom, that area is where this blur came from, appeared up on the stairs, and then fled out the back door, I guess, to pump some water. Which aunt was it? Um, This was Auntie Sal's house, but my Uh, grandma also lived there. We all felt it. My mom recently told me that she thought she was the only one experiencing these things, But it turns out everybody had, and they just didn't want to scare one another. (laughs) And you have a very wholesome, honest family, so... Yeah. I've heard a lot of these stories attested to be true, and I know they wouldn't make that up. And I wouldn't make that up either. Yeah. I'm sitting here telling the story. (laughs) (laughs) Like, people think that when somebody tells something paranormal that they're crazy, but why would they make that up? And it's not confabulations of false memories either like these things happen all the time it's really not that far-fetched in my opinion it shouldn't be and it isn't for most people a lot of people that have these paranormal things happen to them they know that it's there they just don't want to talk about it and that's fine they're kind of stuck in limbo i believe i mean 
they're repeating things that they did. Like Dawn said in episode one of, of mm, yeah. Spooktober is that they're probably on an energy repeat. So maybe that white blur was just really racing out to go take care of the chickens. Tr- creating habitual patterns, not being able to let go of things and creating a certain static or a certain trail. Mm-hmm. That is also a theme that you see in a lot of movies and that might come from somewhere. Like there's so many theories just because it hasn't been factually narrowed down to one theory doesn't mean you should just refute all of the theories. Like, it's got to be something. It's got to be one of them. I feel like a lot of people with childlike minds and open imaginations also are more susceptible to seeing these types of entities. And oftentimes it's not really scary at all. It's not supposed to be scary. You're just open to these things because you're not just staring at your phone like so many of us do now. Staring at your phone, staring at screens, you don't even pay attention to what's going around on around you. You, For all you know, there's a spirit right behind you right now. There's always spirits everywhere. So Rob, I'm really curious to know some of your spooky, scary experiences. Do you have any with spirits? Not that many, to be honest with you. Some of them are stories that other people have told me, but this one in particular was a communal story with me and you, Tina. Ooh, okay, go on. Do you know what I'm gonna say? I think so. Okay, so within the first month or two of Tina and I meeting, we lived in Virginia. Her parents rented a house down there because they were visiting from overseas. It was in a place called Annandale, Virginia. I was hanging out with Tina and her sister, and who else was there? Her ex. And her (laughs) ex-boyfriend. And so we were just hanging out in the house all day, pretty or for the majority of the day. We thought that there was construction going on on the second floor, on the second story. Yes. Because your mom said that, that was going on. Yes, I know. We remember were, that? Yeah, we were staying at someone's <laughs> extra house because we, yeah, I remember this. So, I didn't think anything of it. Subconsciously, I knew that there was nobody parked out front. But at the same time, I was like, well, maybe they're getting picked up or something when they're finished working. They're just pounding hammers and pounding two by fours into the wall. We're it all sounds hearing like it. Work boots stomping on the ground, just tape measures clinking and stuff is what it appeared to be going on upstairs mm-hmm. we're watching twilight zone coincidentally i love that show <laughs> we watched like four episodes of twilight zone it gets to be the end of the night and we're about to go somewhere and we're waiting on somebody to pick us up and i'm finally like wait okay there's no cars out here it's nighttime now why is there still movement going on upstairs? <laughs> so they were like, yo, there is nobody here. Paula, who is my sister, was like, let's go upstairs and look. Because we didn't think yeah. to go look, because why would we bother construction workers? Yeah, so it didn't even cross our mind all day. So they were like, let's go up there and have a seance. They are just kidding. Yeah. But I was like... I, I don't think she was. I don't know if she was or not. It wouldn't surprise me. It was one of my first experiences with this, so I was a little bit scared. So I stayed downstairs, and I was like, I'm not going up there. Are you really about to have a seance? That's crazy. Y'all are crazy. We weren't, though. We weren't going to. So that was a clear, clear paranormal experience. Like, literally sounded like construction workers all day for hours and like six Mm -hmm. hours. 
and there was nobody there the whole time. Yeah, my sister that blows said. My mind. My sister said, Tina, you go up first because she was scared, and I think that she has kind of a third eye too. It kind of runs in our whole family. We have a lot of psychic stuff and things like that happening. And so I go upstairs because I'm like not worried about it at all. Whatever. Like I've already had so many paranormal experiences. I open the door. There is nothing there. It is just an empty attic. Nothing at all. And we all freak out and decide, okay, maybe even joking about having a seance here is silly and freaky. So we just like ran down the stairs and bye-bye. See, I was so inexperienced with this whole situation that I didn't even know exactly what a seance was. I knew it had something to do with witchcraft or conjuring up spirits, but it just sounded, the word sounded scary to me and I knew generally what it was about and I was about to go upstairs, but then they said seance and I was like, I don't know exactly what that is, but I don't want to partake in that. I'm staying downstairs. (laughs) Ooh, we can talk about what happened recently in the house that we live in. But first, let me tell a really scary story to put in everybody's imagination. This freaked me out. Rob and I were trapped on our road. The car broke down. And a nice old country fella, he comes out and he drags us in the car. And I almost die a few times trying to control the car <laughs> and ran almost ran into the back of his truck. Um, you as make he- it sound like he's dragging us on his horse, like in the medieval <laughs> times, like on a rope, whatever that's Okay, called. his big old truck. We're connected by a chain. It's a little tiny car and I'm trying to drive it. Well, not drive it, but like neutrally on a small road, not fall off into a creek, a crick. And so you were commandeering the vehicle. Yes. You were using the steering wheel. Okay. <laughs> yes. So he tells us a story of somebody that had lived on the property that we're living on now. And this completely freaked me out. The person that lived here two people ago, I don't even know how to word that right, got shot in the gut and he had to walk two miles or more to get back to the house that we live in with his gut spilling out. And I forgot about this. I did not because I have thoughts of this often. And I forgot he said that. Yeah, I said, what? So somebody died here? And he said no, but I don't really believe it. When we How moved would here... How he not have? Exactly. When we moved here... One of the creepiest things happened, not happened, but I found a piece of paper with some really psychotic words written on it and talking about wills and stuff, but it was written in such a way that it was so confusing and Rob threw it away. I wanted to show everybody. There was so much mess in here. It's a DIY project, so I was just throwing everything away, but it was basically like the blueprint of a conspiracy that this person was trying to uncover and it had to do with somebody trying to hijack his will and it was crazy and I was just like okay there's like cut up screens under the porch and there's like 500 Budweiser's under the porch he was an alcoholic and probably a meth user and so I was just threw it away (laughs) yeah so I actually think that the guy that he was talking about wrote that and was going crazy as he was dying so Another thing happened, and it's about the painting that we're looking at right now. Ooh, I have it right here. Yeah. I wish we could show people. Not, not that anyone can see it, but Rob is now holding the painting. Um. So, to describe it, it's an abstract <laughs> painting. It's comprised of maroons, different shades of reds. It's got gold on it. It's got... Nice acrylic scribbles. A little bit of white on it. And these acrylic scribbles that she's talking about... 
it either like looks like somebody just squirted some paint on there. It just reminds me of a mix between the Eye of Horus yes, and, an, and an AK. Uh, okay. See where the, I see the that. clip right there? But it definitely looks more like the Eye of Horus. But it, We're going to stay on the Halloween more topic. More so looks like the Eye of Horus. <laughs> So it's a really aggressively colored painting with basically the eye of horse squirting, squirted on, <laughs> on the painting. I was really drawn to this painting. I don't know why. Eventually, we used it to just cover up in the hallway one of the windows that is a very strange shape. So Just, just to block some sunlight. Yeah, just to block out the heat of Texas. Now, yeah. what happened was I was walking down the hallway... And Rob was here as well. He was sitting on the edge of the bed. I turn left to go into the bathroom and I hear bang, bang, bang. Not like gunshots, but the painting had flew off the wall. Okay, well, you didn't see it because you were in the bathroom, but... I heard it and this, it freaked me this out. This painting flung itself... And it's a narrow hallway. This painting flung itself off of the pointy hinges that it's secured onto something just smacked it to the other side of the hallway against the wall there's no way like i've never what it how would that have happened it didn't fall off of its hinges something forcefully just slammed it against the wall right and that's when I was like, okay, there's probably a demon in here. Not a demon. Just it could a, be. maybe an upset spirit. Maybe he didn't want us to hang the painting over the window. Who knows what it was? Maybe wanted. it's from the painting, because I actually think I got that from a, a used store, a secondhand store. And well, there could be energy in it from someone else. Yeah, it could it could just be the energy in the painting, because like I said, it's a very aggressive looking painting with the eye of horse squirted on it with some white paint. Now, the Eye of Horus is supposed to be the symbol of protection, power, and for good health. And that's similar to the Eye of Ra, but they basically represent the same concepts. But it's not always what it seems. There are some sinister background to the Eye of Horus. If you want to do your research on that, you can. But moving on. Now... They say that 3 a.m. is the devil's witching hour. I have a pretty crazy story about this. I used to wake up at 3 a.m. almost every single night living in the Philippines. And one night I was sleeping on the couch because it helped me to sleep out there rather than in my room. For some reason, I wouldn't wake up if I slept in my room. And one of the reasons I didn't is because... At one point, there was a day I didn't want to go to church, and there was a heavy knocking on my door. I didn't open the door until it had been long enough where I'm like, wow, can you guys really leave me alone? Today is not a good morning for me to go to church. I'm so tired from waking up super early to go to school all week, two hours away on the shuttle. So the knocking kept happening for about five minutes. I opened the door. Nobody was there. I immediately ran out of the house. Back to me sleeping on the couch. I woke up at 3 a.m. again, and I saw a man staring at me from behind a bookshelf. I can draw a picture of him. He had high cheekbones, a high forehead, wavy dark hair. He was wearing a green knockoff polo shirt. I mean, I can see him in my head right now, just staring at me. I'm half asleep, half awake, and I'm like, what is going on? And as you tell this story, the dog is uncontrollably barking outside, I'm pretty sure. 
people can hear it. But it's okay because it sets the mood a little bit. I'm not even worried about it. If there's something there, it is what it is. <laughs> so, for some reason, this stuck with me so much. And Well, I'm sure it would stick with anybody if you're being stared at by some random person in the middle of the night. I called my mom, and she immediately said a name. It was somebody that she knew a long time ago who had passed away, and I was freaked out. I didn't know my mom had this connection with this person that I just explained, and she immediately knew who it was. Yeah, I've heard this one many times, and that's a pretty crazy one that's very thorough, and if you are allowed to disclose exactly who this person was, it would be shocking to people. But for reasons that are going to be unknown to you guys, we're going to keep that one under wraps. So this is my last story and I wanted to save it for last because it's by far the craziest thing that I've ever witnessed, or I should say my friend has ever witnessed, but I was there for the aftermath. So. We'll call him B, because his name starts with a B. I don't want to throw his name out there. We are at a party. When was this? I want to say 2015. This is a good friend of mine. We lived on the same road. We would hang out almost every day. And so we were at a party of this person. His name is L. <laughs> that sounds like code is that word. actually his name? No, I'm just saying the first letter of these people because I don't want to throw their names out there. But it sounds like code for like a drug or something, but it's not. L is insignificant. Anyways, my friend B gets in an argument with L and he goes outside and walks down this long driveway that this kid had next to a field that had horses in it. So he's kind of tipsy. He didn't take anything that would cause him to have hallucinations. Nothing like that. He just drank. No mind-altering substances? Besides alcohol, no. He's walking down the pavement, and a horse is right there. Immediately, he notices it. This horse stands on its hind legs, stretches its body out till it's like eight or nine feet tall, it has red eyes, it just passes right through the fence, comes right up to his freaking face, looks down on him with red oh. demonic eyes, and said, you better get the out of here. Oh my You better gosh. get the out of here. Like, Did he? you need to leave now. And he wanted to leave so bad, he said, but the glare from these piercing red eyes just kept him frozen. He was petrified under a spell until it finally let him go. And this was at a time in this kid's life that he was making all kinds of bad decisions. What we think was the cause of this, there's some background and there's a reason for it. The week before, we were at McDonald's and we were tipsy. We were with a couple other friends and B decided to, because we were assholes when we were together, no matter where we were, like our group of friends. <laughs> so B, after we order something from McDonald's, decides to snatch this lady's headset for the drive-thru wow. off the counter because she left it there. And he leaves 
And so for like a week, we go to the McDonald's and we're getting on the headset and messing with people's orders and like making fun of people and like cussing people out. It was horrible. That's, it was ma- it was mainly, awful. but it was mainly him. I, I think I did it like once and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't feel right doing this. But anyways, so after that whole thing happened, we went to McDonald's, me and my friend Jay who had driven B there after this horrific thing happened to him. And he he turned from having olive skin to gray skin, like a statue of George Washington. You could tell he saw this thing. And he was a tough dude, and he never showed any emotion. And he was bawling his eyes out, just begging us to believe his story. And I was like, dude, I believe you. I've never seen you like this. He was hysterical. But anyways... Me and Jay go into McDonald's. The lady that he stole the headset from, she looked all crazy. And she was like, what, he see something? And we were like, yeah, like, what What does that mean to you? And she was like... Oh, she put a hex on oh, him? Oh, nothing. She was like, oh, nothing. I just put a hex on him because I know that he stole my headset. I know it was him. And we were like, oh, my goodness. This explains everything. And for, like, a whole week, he literally hid in his house trying to convey what had happened to him to everybody. And I would go over there every day because I was, like, his therapist. Like, he needed help. Mm. Because nobody else would really believe him. Even our friend Jay didn't really believe him. I have chills. Yeah, I was the only one that believed him. He was shook up for a while. And I was like, dude. You know, this is a sign, right? This is like, you got to get your act together. You can't be screwing people over like that. You can't be making really rash, evil decisions because these types of things are going to keep happening to you. Because he was extreme in a lot of his actions. Like, he would do some crazy How is he now? Shit. I don't know. I don't talk to him now. Mm. But I know that he's still alive. He has his own place with his girl and... But anyway, yeah, I hope he's not hexed still by this witch lady from McDonald's. That uh, horse with the red eyes, they actually have that in front of the Colorado airport. So in the, uh, it reminded me of this because the Colorado airport has a lot, Denver airport has a lot of crazy stuff in it, paintings and underground, mm, yeah. everything. Like there is a horse in front of the entrance to the airport I've seen in real life. One of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah, we won't go that far into it, but in the... And- t- and there's Hitler on the wall painted as a mural in the Denver airport with a sword. And then there's a bunch of people like perishing and burning and yeah. stuff. You can look this up. I've seen it in real life. Just Google it. So the horse in the daytime looks like a normal horse. It's very well made. It's a nice statue. Mm-hmm. At nighttime, the eyes glow red. It's so creepy. And it's they, weird. And there's all kinds of other artwork creepy yeah eerie ominous artwork there and they're notorious for having a whole entire underground system of tunnels for whatever allegedly allegedly i mean i've never been down there but there's pretty strong rumors okay we're gonna step away from the denver airport for a bit here they might feel under attack i wanted to talk about kind of one of the ridiculous originations of why the number 13 is so unlucky. First of all, the fear of the number 13 has a specific name. Triskaidekaphobia. And it comes from Greek mythology. So, according to this dude named Donald Dossi, I don't know the credibility of him, 
but the unlucky nature of the number 13 did originate with a Norse myth about 12 gods having a dinner party in Valhalla, kind of like the Last Supper. It's a parallel to that as well. The trickster god Loki, who can also be seen as Judas from Christianity, in this version, Loki was not invited, but he still arrived as the 13th guest, and he arranged for another apostle whose name, it looks like Whore, but I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it's not pronounced that way. That looks like Whore to me. Whore. It's got umlauts over it. So Loki arranged for Whore to shoot Balder with a mistletoe-tipped arrow. Mistletoe? So I'm assuming he didn't, the intention wasn't for them to kiss or fall in love. I'm assuming it was more threatening back then. Apparently, Balder died from the arrow, and the whole earth got dark. The whole earth was mourned. It was a bad, unlucky day. So this is the major event in Norse mythology that caused the number 13 to be considered so unlucky. So I just thought that was such a silly origination for this. It's so popular. I'm actually blown away. I'm half Norse myself. For me not to know this, I feel like, wow, you know my people's history more than I do. That's probably the only piece of your people's history that I know. They're Vikings. You know plenty about Vikings, I would hope. I mean, I know the basics about them. You married a Viking ninja. I know the basics about Vikings. I mean... How, how dare you not even acknowledge that I'm a Viking ninja? No, I, I'm acknowledging it, but... So there's a lot of different theories, mythological originations for the number 13. This one is held to be more of truth than a lot of the other ones. So I just wanted to point it out how ridiculous it is. But anyways, what do you think we're going to do next, babe? Well, like I said, I'm going to be interviewing a couple of celebrities from some cult horror films. And yeah. Oh, the hills have eyes, right? Yeah, somebody that did the first hills have eyes. Oh, yeah. And another lady by the name of Lisa London, who was a scream queen. So get excited for that. And we will be doing full panel episodes as well through the month of October. Lisa London, is that the one where we were watching all the trailers of all the slasher films she was in? Yes. Okay, cool. (laughs) I'm excited for that. Yes, me too. So we'll be doing a lot of spooky stuff. Just expect that. Yeah, we have a whole outline ready, prepared for Spooktober. (laughs) So thank you once again to the SJ Network. We are really happy to be with a network like them. And thanks again, Artie Hoffman. And we'll see you guys next time. Very, very soon. (laughs) Peace. 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 Okay, I'm done.